Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Taking sides, we're taking over. Yeah, love God, love people, love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. Now let's make our confession of faith together. There it is. Because I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest. I come to God as I am, but through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet, in Jesus' name. Remain standing. Go to 1 John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 17. We're going to look at one verse. Say, I'm divine. Now, that now you say it if you believe it. Say, I'm divine. So we're coming off of the series Kings where I taught you that you were a king and a priest. And I taught you that money, power, and respect will chase you. You don't have to chase those things when you're a king. But now today I need to introduce you to the divinity that is on the inside of you. First John 4, 17, it says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Let's read this last phrase together. Because as he is, so are we in this world. I'm going to read the first part again, then you're going to read the last part. Love has been perfected among us in this. Say, I've been evolving in my love. Uh -huh. Matter of fact, that's why you had some situations happen even over the last couple of weeks where normally you would have let some folks straight have it, but, but your love has been evolving. Your love has been perfected. Matter of fact, somebody holler, I've been evolving. That means you've been going from an inferior level to a superior level. You've been going from a lesser version to a greater version. It says love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Now you read the last part. Look at me, Harvest. People, you, people often say, well, people want to see Jesus. They should see him when they meet you. I'm going to say again. 
When they meet you, they should see Jesus. When they meet you, they should see the divine. When they meet you, they should see a miracle worker. When they meet you, they should see somebody that called things that be not as though they were. When they meet you, they ought to meet Jesus. Touch your neighbor and say, as he is, so are we. Father, speak to us now that we will move and walk in what you've ordained. As we kick off this new series, I pray that this would unlock the divinity that is on the inside of us. As you are, so are we in this world. Thank you for the privilege. Today, I pray that our divinity would be unlocked. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, high five two or three people and say, I'm a superhero. Yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. In this series, Superheroes, we're going to unlock our divinity because the Bible says that as he is, so are we in this world. And he is divine. Say he's divine. That word divine means he's excellent, but it is also of, from, or like a God. Say excellent, of, from, or like a God. Now, this is important because the scripture says, as he is, so are we in this world. Oftentimes, we are looking for something that is out there when it is really in here. The reality is the world is looking for something that they call Jesus. They are looking for something that is different. They are looking for something that brings impact in their life. And sometimes we'll often say, get Jesus, get Jesus, get Jesus, not realizing that as he is, so are we in this world, which means when they see us, they ought to see Jesus. When they interact with us, it ought to be as if they're interacting with the almighty himself somebody say as he is so are we Hebrews 11 of the Bible, that chapter is often called the Hall of Fame of Faith. And it summarizes some of the actions of ordinary people that did extraordinary things by faith. uh, Like Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Moses' parents, the Israelites, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. But the very first person listed in Hebrews chapter 11 isn't a mere person at all. It is God, the divine. Which means, watch this, that in the scripture, when it starts listing people, that lived by faith the very person it starts with is God himself so what is it now if God has to operate by faith go to Hebrews 11 and 1 they'll put it up for you it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and it's the evidence of things not seen the next verse says this it says for by it the elders obtained a good testimony next verse if by faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God wait a minute hold up stop the presses God Frame the world by faith. So not only did humans have to operate by faith, even God himself has to operate by faith. Okay, I wish you're going to get it in a minute. Uh, Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so then the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Say, so what, Bishop? Well, 1 John 4, 17 says, because as he is, so are we in this world, which means we don't just walk or live by faith. God does too, because as he is, so are we, and he's divine, and since we're like him, when we understand how he is, we'll understand how we should be. So let me give you a few things about how he is. Number one, he is love. Say he is love, Uh, which means then we are love. We don't just give love or show love. We are love. Lay your hands to yourself. Say, I am love. Now, you ain't saying it like you mean to Say, I am love. Galatians 5, 6 says this, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision, that means being a Jew, avails nothing, nor uncircumcision, being a non-Jew or Gentile, but faith which works by love. Now, faith works by love. Love there is the Greek word agape, which means benevolent or to be good to people or to be kind to people. I don't know about you, but it's amazing how few Christians are actually kind. 
It's amazing how few Christians actually desire to be good to other people. It's amazing, watch this, that just when you speak to people, people get excited that you spoke to them because they're so used to people looking at them upside the head, which is why in our house we love God and we love people and we love life, which means we, a love ought to be something that they experience all the time everywhere, whether or not I'm at the mall, whether or not I'm at the airport, whether or not I'm on the trans train track going up and down the airport. Love ought to be something people experience when they experience us because I don't show love, I am love. High five your neighbor, say, I am love. It means the desire to be good to and to be kind. We can't be benevolent to people and be offended by people at the same time. Your neighbor's issue is that they used to get offended by stuff that they had no business being offended by. And you know what gets offended? Egos get offended. What's an ego? Let me borrow a line from somebody else. It's edging God out. The only thing that gets offended by you is your ego. You know why you get so upset when you get checked? You get so upset when you get checked because your ego is out of control. You know why you get so mad at yourself when you make a mistake? Uh, it's because your ego is out of control. Your pride is running rampant. And wherever there's pride, pride and love can't be in the same place at the same time. Touch your neighbor and say, I am love. We can't be benevolent to people and offended by people at the same time. And to be offended means I chose to find something to be upset about. To be offended is to think of like the offense, the offense, the defense, the offense, the defense. What's the goal of the offense? It's to move the ball forward. It's to advance the mission. People that are always offended were looking for something to be offended by. And the moment they got something, then they were able to justify the narrative that they already believed in the first place. You ever met somebody that, that, that was looking for a problem and then, and, 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 then, and then they found what they're looking for and then they said, see... Well, fool, you the one looking for the problem. You're going to find what you're looking for. If you're looking for something good, you're going to find that. If you're looking to grow, you're going to find that. But if you're looking to find something wrong with people, you're going to find that too. If you're looking for people's flaws, you're going to find that too. You're going to find what you're looking for. I've noticed from previous experiences in my life that when I'm using my faith to do big things, that's when I experience people problems aimed at getting me offended. Offended means this, to be annoyed based on a perceived insult. I've noticed that people start to annoy the heck out of me when I'm using my faith. Okay, I'm the only one that's going to be real. Watch this. You'll have to repeat the same stuff over and over again like they ain't never heard it in the first place. Okay, y'all going to look at me like that? You, you'll go through the same stuff over and over again with folk, and you'll be sitting up here like, yeah, I don't. Watch this. The goal is to get you offended so you stop walking in love. So if you stop walking in love, now your faith won't work. Anybody else notice that? Anybody else notice that when, that when you're taking a faith walk, all of a sudden now you start having people problems. And the goal of the people problem is to get you offended. So you get annoyed based on a perceived insult. You get angry, you get mistrustful, and you get frustrated. How could they do this after all I've done for them? These people, really? And then, watch this, I tense up. I look back over my life. I tense up, and then I get uneasy. And then I start to talk myself out of taking the faith steps, not because of me, but because of the people problems. So touch the neighbor and say, you know what Bishop's talking about. Because huh? then it's like, no, I don't even know. But your issue ain't with the steps of faith you're taking. Your issue is that you chose to get offended by somebody. And today, whatever offense you got, you better drop that off. Because you do not have time to be offended. You ain't got time to be messed up, jacked up, tied up, tangled up. Because it's time for you to move in what God has ordained for you. It is evolution time. 
Say, I don't have time to be offended. So here's what happens. You get offended. Once you get offended, you're annoyed based on a perceived insult. So maybe you're angry. Now you have mistrust issues. Now you're frustrated. And then you tense up. And when you tense up, then you get uneasy. That's why some folk have stank attitude. You ever met somebody with stank attitude that shifts a room? And then they give you their little short answers? Like you don't understand what short answer means? It's quiet in here. I must be at your neighbor's Kool-Aid. What's the flavor? <laughs> now, watch this. Then, watch this. Then when you get offended, now you're uneasy. You're like, <sighs> doing all that huffing and puffing. Go mess one of them lungs up. You keep doing it all. <sighs> your shoulders all tense. Come on, I need a massage. Though you need to get unoffended. I just saved you $80 for a massage. Go get unoffended. I just need a vacation. No, you need to get unoffended. I just need some time away. So you can go find somebody else to get offended with at the resort? So then you get uneasy. And then when you get uneasy, all of a sudden now, then you talk yourself out of taking the step of faith. You talk yourself out of using your faith. Watch this. And here's what you need to understand. Say, I don't have time to be offended. Because it'll stop you from being love, which stops your faith from working. That's what the book says. But faith, which works by love. I've taught you this before, which means watch this. Love then is the fuel to your faith. So then if your love for people and you being love, if that gets messed up, now all of a sudden your faith doesn't work. So now wonder now you can look back over your life and look at the times when you, when you scaled back, when you should have surged forward. It was because you got offended and that offense caused you to take the gas out the car called faith. But today... I said, but today. See, watch this. We got to understand we're air fresheners, so we can't get offended when other people stink. That's what we're here for. We are light, so we can't get offended when other people are dark. That's what we're here for. That's like the medicine being mad at who's sick. Well, that's what the medicine is for. I came to encourage somebody, whatever you're dealing with, change your perspective about that. I don't just give love or show love. I am love, which means I choose not to be offended because watch this. I'm the answer to your stank. I'm the answer to your darkness. So you can have stank all you want. I'm a shalom to you and good morning to you because I don't have time to be offended. Why? Because as he is, so are we. And the first thing is we are love. Number two, we live by faith, not by sight. We live by faith, not by sight. Now, you, you know this. You know this. I've taught you this, but I need you to get this. Say, as he is, so are we. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, faith. Faith there is the Greek word pistis. It, it means fact versus truth. Another way to say it is faith versus senses. Say faith versus senses. Now, it says, now we walk by fact, not necessarily, or excuse me, we walk by truth, not necessarily fact. What's the difference between the two? The fact may be that you don't know how you're going to make it to the end of the month. The truth is, because you're a faithful giver, God has made you a promise that he, the righteous would never be begging nor see begging for bread. God has made you a promise that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. There, there's some promises attached. See, the facts may be the doctor says this, but the truth is with his stripes, you were healed. The fact may say you don't have what it takes, but the truth is God wouldn't bring you to it unless he intended to bring you through it. See, touch your neighbor and say, there's a difference between facts and truth. 
now, and, and that's the difference with faith. There's a difference between facts and truth. There's a difference between faith and senses. We walk by faith, not by sight, sight or senses, taste, touch, smell, hearing and sight. And here's why we don't walk by senses. Senses provide certainty. And the opposite of faith, uh, how many people you were taught in church is, is faith versus fear? You were taught that. That's not, that's a lie. What I've discovered is most often than not, faith and fear are cousins. As a matter of fact, they're probably closer to like brother and sister. They might be married. I know I went from cousins to brother and sister to married. I understand. They're from Kentucky. Okay, now just, <laughs> I'm joking. If you're from Kentucky, we love you. Don't get offended. See? See? Don't get offended. You just don't get offended. Be love. I'm just joking. They say it on movies all the time. That's why I said it. Now, here's what I need you to get. Here's what I need you to get. The opposite of faith is not fear. In fact, fear and faith often show up together. Okay, Bishop, how do you know? Peter, G Jesus, is that you? If it's you, Lord, bid me come. Oh, he, he, Jesus ain't really going to tell me to come. He was saying it because he was like, Jesus is never going to say do that. Jesus was like, come on. Oh. He ain't going to stop me. Oh, he ain't stopped me yet. And he just keeps going. Here's the reality. Here's the reality. He had to be scared. He never seen anybody else do that before. Somebody say fear versus faith. Not true. Fear and faith go together. Are you getting it? Noah build an ark for what? Rain. What's rain? It's something that's going to happen in a little while. Now go get some wood and start building. Okay. Noah, what you doing? Building? What? An ark? For what? Rain? What's rain? It hadn't rained like that up until that point. So, 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 so this, this was going to be something fresh for them to experience. This was going to be something unique and different for them to experience. Faith and fear often go together. Here's the opposite of faith. Certainty. And senses provide certainty. See, the opposite of faith is certainty, but faith always involves risk, uncertainty, discomfort, and even fear. In fact, when you sense fear, it's an indicator you're about to use faith. Here's what you've been doing. Every time you sense fear, you hesitate. And when you sense fear, that's not the moment to hesitate. That's the moment to push. I came to tell somebody you've been responding the wrong way when you sense fear. When you sense fear, you say, let me just back up. Let me just see. I'm not so certain. I don't know what to do. And instead, now when you sense fear, you need to say, this means faith is about to show up. It's like Batman and Robin. Fear and faith, they go together. One is just an indicator that the other one's getting ready to be used. Now, here's the deal. But, Bishop, I thought the Bible says that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I thought God didn't give us that spirit. Well, here's the reality. While he didn't give it to you, somewhere, somehow, somewhere along the way in life, you picked it up. And when you picked it up, uh, in that instance, what happens is, is it sticks with you. And it sticks with you to try to talk you out of. Now, how many things has it talked you out of in your life already so far? 
How many things has it uh, kept you from pursuing already in your life so far? Touch the name and say, I don't have time for that anymore. Okay, your name ain't really talking. Say, say, I don't have time for that anymore. All right, and that's the right neighbor. Stick with them, the whole rest of the church. Stick with them, the whole rest of the church. Now, I says, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I'm Hebrews 11 and 1. It is the evidence of things not seen. It's the substance. Say substance. Substance is this Greek word, hypostasis, which means it's under a legal standing. Say, say it's a legal case. Uh, which means this, our case is built on whatever the Bible promises. Now, it ain't just some random thing that we're doing. We have a legal case for why we operate in faith. Because remember, as he is, so are we. So the first thing is we are love, but then number two, we live by faith. If God lives by faith, we live by faith. So then what became God's legal standing in order to frame the worlds? His word did, because he's bound by his word. This is the reason why if you lie a lot, you got to stop that. Why? Because that's the reason why you have a tough time believing God. You have a tough time believing God because your word's no good. I'm beating you up. I'm just trying to get you to understand something. If we got to live and walk by faith, you got to stop embellishing because then you'll think God's embellishing. He really doesn't mean he'll open up the windows. That's exactly what he meant. That's exactly what he said. He really doesn't mean I can be healed. No, that's exactly what he said. You just don't think that's what he means because when you say stuff, that's not what you mean. Are you here, church? It's a legal standing, which means, watch this, we have a legal case for operating in faith. It says it's the substance of things. Things is the Greek word pragma, which means practical, which means faith is not esoteric, just understood by a few. Faith is very existential, which means everybody needs it to exist, which means my faith isn't just some, you know, pie in the sky thing. It's very practical. It's a practical legal standing in which I operate my life by, which means I find a promise in the book, and then that promise now is my legal case that I submit every day is called prayer prayer is nothing more than my petition to the judge to abide by what the courts already ruled on years ago you do know that if you get if you ever get if you've ever had not you but somebody you know if you've ever had some court proceedings um, and, and, and you got a civil judgment against somebody civil money you got a civil judgment against somebody they, they, they didn't just come into court and say well here's all my money no, you, you had to go through a process uh, of interrogatories and other things. You had to go through a process so that you could actually begin to collect on the judgment. Now, now y'all still with me? So it's the same principle with faith. Heaven's already ruled in your favor. We are simply going through the process to collect on the judgment that's been made in our favor. Which means it ain't an issue of if he wants to heal. It's just an issue of me going through the process of collecting on the healing he's already set up. It's not an issue of if he wants my family to walk in shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking all as well. It's just me going through the process to collect on what he's already ruled. Now, it is the substance of things hoped for. Hope is the word of uh, the Greek word ellipsis, uh, e, uh, or LP, excuse me, L-P-I-E-L-P-I-S. It means to anticipate or welcome. Say anticipate and welcome. I have a question for you, Harvest. Uh, what do your actions say that you are welcoming? What do your actions say you're anticipating? I noticed something about your neighbor. This between me and your neighbor. Do you stay out of this? Me and your neighbor. Is that we have learned how to master lowering expectations. 
because we do not want to get our expectations high and be disappointed. So instead, we'll lower them or worse yet, we'll vacate them so we have none. So then that way, we'll just show up and say, well, I'm excited, but at least this or at least that, at least that. And the reason you keep getting disappointed in life is because you anticipate and you welcome drama better than you do victory. You anticipate and you welcome foolishness better than you do victory. You anticipate and you welcome a bunch of mess. Let me prove it to you. Here's stuff we say. I already know it's going to be some drama. You just faith that in. You anticipated and I already know they're going to trip. Trip, in case you're unfamiliar, is an urban colloquialism, which means they're going to have a boggle. There's going to be a huge conundrum here. Problem. Trouble, trouble. Here's stuff we say, I already know I'm not going to have enough to pay for that. You welcomed lack. I already know my, my spouse going, I already know, I already know, I already know. It's just going to be mess all day. So you would already set the atmosphere. Before you get home from work, you would already faithed in a fight. So then when you get there and she got attitude and you got attitude, everybody got attitude, kids got attitude, dog got attitude. Dog won't even backward. He like, bow wow, cuz. You fetched the bone. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Because you faith it in. But your neighbor understands that as he is, so are we. Which means if I don't want to receive it, I got to stop anticipating I got to stop welcoming it. Instead, I'm going to reverse it. Touch your neighbor and say reverse it. You, you got to stop anticipating and welcoming what you don't want to see. It says it's what we anticipate or welcome. What do your actions say you're welcoming? Do you welcome bad credit? I already know I ain't going to be able to pay them. Why do you welcome that? Because you don't understand that as he is, so are we. Do you not know that when you were born, the the earth welcomed you? Because you were born for the time that you'd be needed most. Which is why you couldn't be aborted, why that car accident couldn't kill you, which is why even when you tried to commit suicide as a teenager, it did not work. Which is why when you tried to get in with low groups of people, it did not work. Because the earth was welcoming you. It, and t- watch this. The earth had faith that you would be the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. That's, I feel like preaching here. This is why the Bible says that the entire earth is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. In other words, the earth says we're welcoming somebody that'll be an evolutionary. We're welcoming somebody that'll realize as he is, so are we. We're waiting on somebody to just sit, stop sitting back and taking the status quo, but be the interruption to it. So the earth welcomed you by faith. Watch this. What are you welcoming? Look at the name and say, what are you welcoming? substance of things hoped for it is the evidence of things not seen I'm almost done evidence is the Greek word elgikos e-l-e-g-c-o-s c-h-o-s it means test or pressure so evidence ain't got nothing to do with evidence it means test or pressure but it's the test or pressure of put the verse up please it's the test or pressure of things not seen say the test or pressure 
of things not seen. No, I'm in Hebrews 11. Say the test or pressure of things not seen. You missed it. Say the test or pressure of things not seen. You haven't gotten it yet because you shout about it once you say it. Say the test or pressure of things not seen. You still ain't got it. Say the test or pressure of things not seen. Y'all still ain't got it. Say the test or pressure of things not seen. Which means your test and your pressure you're dealing with now ain't about what's happening in your life now. It's about something you ain't even seen yet. Eye has not seen it. Ear has not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. Which means your test and pressure comes from your future. Having perceived your future. And comes back to see if you can handle the pressure of what you prayed for. Can you handle the pressure of being great? Can you handle the pressure of responsibility? Everybody wants authority. Can't everybody handle it? Everybody want to be a big boss, but some people can't take little instructions so they can't qualify to be a big boss. It, it, it says, it, it says, watch this. I'm almost done. It says, it's the test or pressure of things not saved. The pressure you often feel comes from the breakthrough you can't See, you missed it. The test or pressure you feel comes from the breakthrough you cannot see. What's a breakthrough? What's a breakthrough? A breakthrough is, it's like a glass wall. I see on the other side that I look a whole lot better than I do now. Problem is, there's this glass wall in between me and that. So a breakthrough is when you shatter the glass and don't get cut while it shatters now touch touch your neighbor say this whole row this is the breakthrough row say I just figured out where this test is coming from I just figured out where this pressure is coming from it ain't from what's present Folk often, folk often, you spiritual, but your neighbor, folk often want to be, you know, you know, great. Anybody want to be great? There's nothing wrong with that. But most folk don't understand that while Jesus' love is free, greatness has a fee. Which means I have to deal with tests and pressure. Watch this. Constantly. Watch this. From stuff I can't even see yet. You missed it. Let me maybe talk to y'all over here because maybe y'all get it. I deal, you got deal with testing pressure from stuff you can't even see yet. It's one thing to deal with test or pressure from what I see. It's another thing to deal with testing pressure from stuff I can't see. And the faith part is I got to beat the test and beat the pressure. Otherwise, I'll never see it. So I came to tell somebody today, don't you get weary in well-doing. You better handle that pressure and handle it well. You better handle that test and handle it well. Because it's test or pressure from something you cannot see yet. 
And here's how you here's how you handle that test of pressure. Here's the third thing. As he is, so are we. What's the first thing? We are love. What's the second thing? We live by faith. Here's the third thing. Here's how you handle that test of pre- uh, that test of pressure. Number three, we are faithful. Now I says, I know y'all like Bishop. You ain't going real deep today because sometimes we just need to start up here and then work our way in the pool. You know what's amazing about y'all? I'll sometimes intentionally say stuff I hadn't said 1,400 times. And then, and then y'all, are, y'all, you know, about, about time 1,402, then y'all be like, say it, Bishop! Be like, I've been saying it for the last two years. Where you been? I've been saying that over and over and over and over again. But finally, sometimes when you're in the right mess at the right time, it clicks. Finally, when you're in the right situation at the right time, it clicks. So maybe today, this is the moment it's going to click on for you. Touch your neighbor and say, click, click. Here it is. We are faithful. The secret to success in anything is perseverance, and that's faithfulness. You can't just start well. You got to follow through. The people that win know how to follow through. I, I don't like playing basketball. I know we got a lot of NCAA and all that. And in Dallas, even they had the women's NCAA or something. I, didn't, I you know, all this. And they got all that going. And then uh, this morning, a lady said, you got on the right shirt because the Oregon Ducks or something and all that. And I said, cool. But then she said they lost. I said, well, this is the wrong shirt then. <laughs> if they lost, <laughs> who has the winning team's colors? Give me the new color. What they wear. Now, here's the point. Here's the point I want you to understand. Here's the point I want you to understand. Uh, but I like going to the game places where you do the little basketball thing. Because now that, I can do that. Now, like, out there on a regular court, I'll coach. <laughs> Doing good, son. Doing good. Follow through, son. Hey, hustle, 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 hustle. You know, <laughs> you understand? I'll make you think I like Phil Jackson or something. You understand? I'm going to coach you good. I'm going to coach you good. I know enough to be dangerous. You understand? But now, but now, here's the deal. Here's what I discovered. I, anybody, you play them little things, Dave and Buster's place like that, you do something? Come on. Uh, come on. Uh, I know you don't sit at home and read your Bible all day. Oh, Bishop, I don't, I don't leave the home. I just stay home and fast and pray, bless God. You leave the house sometime. Now, watch this. I, I like doing that because I'm good at that. I, I, I've gotten good at that. I have taken practice so that way whenever I face someone, I win. And when I can't win, I push them. So that's that way. Whenever they get ahead, if somebody get ahead, I just give them a little push. And then I just say, oops, got to be ready. Think fast. I like winning, church. I like winning. No, I'm being funny. Here's the point. But here's what I discovered. Here's what I discovered. Now, that's not a real layup, but it's, you know, close enough. Here's what I discovered. Here's what I discovered. Is that it's all in your follow-through. And I noticed that, that when my follow-through, the way my hand and wrist and arm and all that, the way that ends, if it's not the same way each time, then I miss the basket. Catch the principle. You keep wanting to only start and get credit for finishing. Not realizing that the fortune's in your follow-up. The fortune's in your faithfulness. Say, the fortune is in my faithfulness. See, here's the reality. Hebrews 12, 2 says this. Looking unto Jesus. Somebody say, look at him. The author and finisher of our faith for, for who the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Watch this. It says the author and finisher of our faith. Faith right there is a different word, which means faithful. It's the word immunah, which means Jesus was full of faith because he was faithful to his father's business no matter what it took. I need you to catch this. Looking unto Jesus. Somebody holler, look at him. 
He's the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Check it out. Remember we started talking about breakthrough glass, which means I can see it. It's set before me. But now to, uh, to possess it, I've got to be faithful. Okay? You want peace? You're going to have to possess it. And to possess it, you're going to have to be faithful. See, here's what you do. I did it for 20 minutes. It didn't work. I'm done. Bishop, I've been coming to church for two weeks, and I've just not seen anything really change in my life. Bishop, I've been given, I gave last Sunday, I didn't get a harvest yet. You wouldn't do that out there. You don't even work a job and expect to get paid that soon. You got more faith in your employer than you do God. You'll sit up there and work. You don't know whether or not they got money to pay you. You'll sit up there and show up for two weeks, and then at the end of that, and then they'll put one in the tank. You'll work for three weeks and ain't expecting no harvest yet. But you break God off for 20. Tell my Lord, where's my breakthrough? I thought you were the God of the impossible. No, you want a unicorn. <laughs> Bishop, what are you trying to say? Say faithful. Faithfulness deals with follow through. Jesus, watch this, he followed through. Look what Hebrews 12, 12, 12, 2 says. Looking unto Jesus, holler, look at him. The author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. So what did he have to do? He had to stand there and let them beat him. At any moment, he could have turned around. It could have been like a scene from the Exodus. He could have turned his head all the way around and said, hit me one more time. I wish you would. At any time, he should have said, Michael, Gabriel, get down here. Killed all of them. Not kill, kilt. Kilt is an urban colloquialism, which means get everybody at one time before 5-0 comes. 5-0 is an urban colloquialism. Okay, that's enough colloquialisms for the day, Okay. I said, at any moment, Jesus could have said, I'm not doing this. I'm God. I don't have to tolerate you. But he endured the cross. Then look at what the next part. Say faithful. Then the next part of the verse says, then he despised the shame. They're going to put that up for you. It says he despised the shame, which means watch this. The whole time, not only is he being beaten, not only is he being spit on, not only is he being mocked, not only is he being ridiculed, but then it really looks like he's a failure. How do you handle looking like a failure in front of folk? You got up and told everybody it was going to be this and 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 all that. And then it don't work out the way you said. How do you handle the shame of looking like everything you've been saying ain't happening? Jesus said, I'm king of kings, I'm lord of lords, I'm the great I am. And here he is on a piece of wood being beaten in front of the guys he was leading. Touch your neighbor and say, how do you handle looking like a failure? Answer him, say, I'm going to be faithful through it. Let, let, me, let, let, me, let, me, let me, maybe somebody in Dallas is shouting about this. But, but what's it? Say, he despised the shame. Talk to me, church, say he despised the shame. He's looking like a failure in front of the folks he's leading. 
He's looking like a failure in front of his mama and them. He's looking like a failure in front of his family. He's looking like a failure in front of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Worse yet, he's looking like a failure in front of his haters. He, he probably wasn't bothered much by the people that loved him looking at him like a failure. He was probably more bothered by the fact that the Pharisees and Sadducees and the scribes that said he was a liar the whole time, that they're sitting there saying, huh. I wish there were some honest folk at this 915 that could tell the truth. Well, over the last year of your life, you've had some moments where you had to look like a failure in front of the folks that hated you. You had to look like a failure in front of folk that talked about you. you. You talked about how great that spouse was to only have that relationship fail in front of everybody. You talked about how great that car was only to have it. Y'all not saying that. You talked about how great certain things were only to have it fail in front of your haters' faces. You talked about, watch this, how great your children were. To only have them go to Mikey Myers, Freddy Krueger, and Chucky over the summer. And now you look like a failure in front of people that were hoping you'd fail anyhow. But how did Jesus handle it? He was faithful. That's why Hebrews 12 there says, look at Jesus. Somebody holler, look at him. Holler, look at him. Y'all ain't hollering good. Say, look at him. Which means whenever I feel like a failure in front of anybody, I look at him. And they may have talked about him on, because you do know he wasn't crucified on Friday, because Friday, uh, uh, Friday to Sunday ain't three days, three nights. So watch this. Uh, he looked like a failure day one. He looked like a failure day two. He looked like a failure day three. But then early on Sunday, he said, how you like me now? I was faithful even when I failed. And I came to encourage somebody today. I don't care how you fail. I don't care where you fail. You better be faithful through your failure. Because if you'll be faithful, God will give you the victory. Somebody holler, I got to be faithful even if I feel like a failure. Holler that. You ain't hollering it good. Say, I got to be faithful even if I feel like a failure. He did what it took no matter what the cost was. As he is, so are we. You sitting up here worried about folks' opinions. I, let, me, let, me, let, me help, let me help you something. Opinions don't pay bills. Opinions don't write checks. So next time somebody say, you failed at that, say, no, I just need I'm, I'm in training. I suggest you mind your business because I'm in training. Well, you failed at that. Well, you know what? There were some things I could have did differently. There were some things. See, watch this. You got to learn how to take the power from failure. And say, so, you know what? I could have did that differently. Could have did that. I ain't blaming nobody. I accept responsibility. I could have did that differently. Could have did that differently. I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have did that. Next time I'll check it like this. Next time I'll do it like that. I didn't fail. I just got some education. And watch this. And you spent 100000 for your education. I only spent $500 over the weekend. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You ought to just look at it like college education. Half of your neighbors say that ain't nothing but education. It's called a school of failure. And the school of failure will humble you. The school of favor will teach you to be compassionate for other people. The school of failure will teach you that without Jesus, you ain't. Anybody ever been to that school? Matter of fact, where are the folks that got some degrees at that school? Let the redeemed of the Lord say, 
yeah, I failed at this, I failed at that, I failed at that, but guess what? The same God that despised the shame and took the cross is the same God. Somebody holler, I'm looking at him. Holler, I'm looking at him. If he can take what he took, you can take what you're taking and you'll win if you'll keep being faithful. Well, your marriage failed. It sure did. I was crazy. She's crazy too. Now I ain't talking about me. I'm talking in first person. Just so we get it clear. Because I'm going to say, I knew it. No, no, no. People say, oh, people say, oh, oh, your marriage failed. Oh, well, you know what? I made some mistakes. She made some mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But you know what? God is good. I'm faithful. People say your business failed. Well, I should have went to see Bishop and get the session like he told me to. But, you know, I, you know, I, but I get it right this time. That's all, folks. People, people, people say, well, you know, you failed at getting out of debt. You said you're going to be out of debt by the time you were such and such age and you ain't out of debt. Well, you know, I didn't accomplish that quite the way I wanted to, but now I got some lessons. I went to the school of failure. Matter of fact, I just got a master's. Now say, watch this. The difference is my debt has been paid. You're going to be paying yours to Sally, Susan, and all the rest of them for the next 20, 30 years. Which brings me to the final point. Say the final point. As he is, so are we. So what's the first thing? We are love. What's the second thing? We live by faith. What's the third thing? We are faithful. Here's the fourth thing. We call things that be not as though they were. Now, again, you've heard me teach about this a little bit before. I just need to go there real quick so you get it. Romans 4.17. This is the part that's about to shout me. So if I bust the move and run off the stage, that just means that Harvest Worship is going to come sing again. Won't you leave because church ain't over yet. I just let me run around the building. Okay? Y'all ready? Y'all doing all right? You sure you're doing good? Now, now watch this. Watch this. Now, now, now watch this. Watch, if your neighbor acting like they're tired, tell, look at him. Just say, you all right? Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who believes God, who gives life to the dead. Let's read it, church. And calls things things which do not exist as though they did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. What does God do? What does God do? What does God do? As He is, so are we. What does God do? He calls. What does God do? So what are we supposed to do? Y'all don't even know when to shout. This is why Joel says, let the weak say I'm strong. They call themselves something different than what they were. Joel says, let the weak say I'm strong. It didn't say they were strong. In fact, Joel said they are weak, but let them call something that does not exist as though it did exist. Now, watch this. Here's what your neighbor might have a problem with. Your neighbor be like, but Bishop, I got a problem with that because, because Bishop, you know, I, I just feel like I'm lying. Let me refer you to the text. And calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Okay, let's, let's read the text one more time, church. Ready? Read that part. 
and cause. So watch this. Here's what your neighbor does. They call what exists like it exists. So here's what your neighbors say. They, they just, I ain't even going to say I'm sick because I ain't even saying that. They'll just say, they stick. Well, we know that. But <laughs> you over there, <laughs> all this, we figured that. You over there rocking in the corner like Rosemary's baby. We figured that. Are you here? Do you work for the news? Or are you a superhero? Do you work for the news? Or are you divine just like him? As he is, so are we. Which means everybody can see what's obvious. But when you're divine, you call things that be not as though they were. Which means you might have nothing but $10 in the bank right now. But you got to call something that is not as though it was. Which means you don't say, I only got $10. Instead, you say, I got over. I got overflow. I got more than enough. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. You don't agree with a negative report that says you're sick. You say, I am healed because I call those things that be not as though they were. As he is, so are we. You do not work for the news organization. Stop giving news reports. Today, such and such happened. We knew that. He calls things that be not. As what? Though they were. Joel says... Let the weak say I'm strong. It didn't say they actually became strong. It says just let them say that they are. Verse, it says, it says, <laughs> it says, let the weak what? 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 So watch this. I want you to put it into play. As he is. Whatever you don't think you are right now, say the opposite of that. Do it right now in this atmosphere. Do it right now in this atmosphere. Right now, don't worry about your neighbor. Your neighbor's opinion of what you're saying ain't finna pay for nothing. Your neighbor's opinion of what you're saying ain't got nothing to do between you and God. Whatever you feel like the opposite of, if you feel weak right now, you better say you're strong. If you feel tired right now, you better say you got more energy than you need. If you feel like you make bad decisions, you better declare you're the wisest person in your bloodline. If you feel like you do a lot of things that you don't understand what you're doing, you better declare you operate with wisdom and understanding. Let the weak say, I am strong. Call things that be not as though they were. Yeah. Speaking of Abraham, Romans 4.20 says this. Romans 4.20 says this. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Now, now check this out. Verse 17 says that God calls things that be not as though they were. We're talking about Abraham. Say Abraham. Amen. Now, verse 20, though, says that Abraham didn't waver. But, but here's, here's the problem. Can, can I be honest with you? Uh, that's not inaccurate, but it is incomplete. Why, Bishop? Because Abraham's actions suggest that he did waver but he got back on track. B Bishop, Bishop, what do you mean? Because here is what the promise was. God says, Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. It's going to come through Sarah. And then through him, he'll be the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is going to be your son. There you go. Sarah was like, look, this is taking too long. 
Because he was like, why don't you take my handmaiden, Hagar? Y'all go, you know, turn on some Asley brothers. Don't do that, 915. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't look like you don't know what I'm talking about. Hold on, let me get some of my, my millennials. Go, go, go turn on some, some tray. Y'all got quiet like that? Don't look at me, you don't know what I'm talking about. Church folk could, could get healed from stuff if they start being real. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe that ain't your thing. Turn on some Marvin. Thank you for the honest folk. Put on Luther. Big Luther. Big Luther. <laughs> okay. I like honest folk in church. Put on some Tony or her sister. Got it. Sarah says, listen, Abram, listen, honey, God's taking too long. So evidently, God didn't know what he's talking about. So y'all just going over there, have a child, we'll be good. Okay, I'm good, this is your, your past. Go, make it happen, we're good. Abram's like, okay. If you insist, <laughs> you sure, baby? <laughs> Shoot, all right. <laughs> I'll be back in the morning then, all right. That's what they would say. This is the Bible. It's in the book. It's in the book. And here's what happens. And, and, and here's what happens. In all of that, here's what happens. In all of that, uh, they produce a child. The child's called Ishmael. Now, the Lord looks at Ishmael and says, what is this? Well, Lord, this is, this, take my son. This is him. That ain't what I told you to do. I said it was going to be with you and Sarah. Well, Lord, just bless Ishmael. He said, listen, I'm, I'm not going to have no covenant, but I'll bless him because he didn't ask to be here. You did this, so I'll bless him, but I'm not going to make a covenant with him because you're not going to give me your rush. You're not going to give me your impatience. You're not going to give me, I'm tired of being alone, so let me just give you something, God. You're not going to give me your half put together stuff and think I'm just going to take it. Watch this. So touch your neighbor and say, he did waver. But what I love about him, I got to close right here. What I love about him is that the Bible says, watch this, when it records the story, it doesn't tell you that he wavered. When the Bible records the story in Romans 4.20, it says that he did not waver. Watch this, because even when you fail, if you'll keep being faithful, and if you'll keep calling things that be not as though they were, when God records the story, he ain't going to record when you slipped. He ain't going to record when you fail. He ain't going to remember when you messed it up. No, instead, he's going to say, he did not waver. Would you touch your neighbor and say, that's the kind of God I serve? So watch this. He did waver, but he got back on track, which means wavering doesn't mean you're weak. It means you're human. But you have to get back on track. How did Abram get back on track, Bishop? God changed his name so that every time, his original name was Abram, her original name was Sarai. God changed her name. So even after his failure, she still called him by the name God gave him. Abram in covenant with Yahweh or Jehovah, Abraham. So Bishop, what does this have to do with calling things to be not as though they were? Even though Abram failed and messed it up, 
Every time Sarah called his name, she was calling something that was not as though it was. Because Abraham means father of many nations. Well, watch this. To be father of many nations with her, he's going to have to have some children. Well, he had no children. And the one he did have, God said, that ain't what I ordered. You're not getting the point, which means your mouth is so powerful that when you begin to call things that be not as though they were, that you have the ability to shift. You have the ability to change. You have the ability to rearrange. You have the ability to take nothing and turn it into something. You have the ability to speak to a mountain and say, be moved and cast into the sea. You have the ability to command your day. You got the ability to tell every demonic spirit in your house to get the hell up out of there. You've got the ability to walk up on your job and set the atmosphere. We call things that that be not as though they were because as he is so are we and I'm out of time but I think there's some superheroes in this place I, I think there's some divine folk in this place as he is so are we as he is so come on say as he is so I'm out of time I'm out of time today, today. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.